And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Well, here we are one more time, okay. and this time we are going to talk about the new Will Smith movie, I Am Legend. We might even say that Will Smith is the legend. <laughs> he is the legend. I am not a legend, but I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And by the way, whether we loved the movie or didn't love it, somebody loved it. It made $76 million in three days. Well, I'm not surprised about that because if Will Smith came out to read the Yellow Pages, it would still make $76 million. He is one of the most popular, if not the most popular movie star there is. In the world. In the world. That is correct. And I think he deserves it. I think he has done an astonishing job. Let's talk about this movie for a minute. I Am Legend is one of many versions of the book written in 1954 by Richard Matheson, who was a very, very popular science fiction and horror writer. A version of this was made in 1964 called The Last Man on Earth, starring Vincent Price, a very cheesy movie shot in Italy for about 12 cents. And in 1971, it was called The Omega Man, and it starred Charlton Heston. And 10 years ago, they were going to make this film in Hollywood again with, of all people, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then, after Schwarzenegger passed on the project, Tom Cruise became attached to it, and then Michael Douglas, and the director was going to be Michael Bay. This movie had an awful lot of opportunities to get made, but finally, Kara Goldsmith came aboard to produce the movie, and he put the package together, and what a package that was. Will Smith. (laughs) Will Smith. There were other people in the film, but we don't really have to talk much about them because they are not in it much, because Will Smith plays, for all intents and purposes, especially in the first half of the film, Mm -hmm. the only man left alive on Earth. And he is in New York City. He is in New York City. He's a brilliant scientist, but even he was not able to stop and contain the terrible virus that had wiped almost everybody out. And those who have not been wiped out have turned into flesh-eating zombies. They're not a nice crowd. They're not very nice. (laughs) They're not very pretty either. Well, no. He does have a dog. He does have a beautiful German Shepherd dog. He lives in a very, very nice house on Washington Square. Mm -hmm. Now, Washington Square looks like the rest of New York City. It is totally deserted. There are weeds coming up through the cracks. Nobody has been in New York City for three years, as we understand. Well, I think those scenes less when the camera pans the landscape of New York and we see the theater posters that are still up for Les Miserables and Wicked. And then you pan down and you see all the hundreds and thousands of cars simply deserted. And then the vegetation growing up from the sewers and then corn over in one part of the city and then deer running through the streets chased by lions who obviously came from the zoo. These are images that are so spectacular that really I would say the first half of the movie is breathtaking. I did enjoy the first half of the movie. It was fine for Will Smith to run around New York City and shoot deer if he could and, you know, get some fresh air. And he hit golf balls off a U.S. aircraft carrier in the harbor. That was a stunning scene. It was a stunning scene. Another scene that I thought, Les, that was so effective was when Will Smith goes in to rent some movies because he needs to keep his sanity. Right. And in this rental place are mannequins that he's obviously put in there. Right. It gave him somebody to talk 
talk to. He had named them. There was Frank. I thought that was a very clever science fiction. What bothered you so much about the second half of the movie? The second half is when the zombies find out where he is and they come after him and they even set a trap for him. Right. Which was, I thought, a little bizarre for zombies to have done. The movie, to me, got very silly. The zombies looked ridiculous. They looked like we've seen them in every other movie about zombies. They didn't talk. They screamed. Uh, like that. Well, you might be screaming if you were a zombie and you had to live in a cave and couldn't come out in the sunlight. I would be screaming if I were not a zombie and I had to live in New York City, but that's another story. (laughs) And where it totally lost me is a scene with the dog. I don't want to give it away to anybody, but I was enraged that they had done this. I think we can say this because I think it's important for people to know that if you are a pet lover and if you have a dog, proceed with caution. And to the credit of the director, I also think it's maybe Will Smith's best scene in this film because the camera is on a close-up of his face. It's an amazing piece of acting. Well, I couldn't handle it after that, Uh and I hated right through the end of it. Unless when the character of Alice Braga and the young son that she's taking care of suddenly show up, it's confusing to all of us, I think, because we don't know where they came from or how they survived, and that question is not really answered by the screenplay. I didn't get it. I didn't get a lot of the things that happened in this movie that seemed to make sense to everybody. And the only reason, by the way, that I'm not giving this a red light is because Will Smith is so very, very good. I have to give this a yellow light. Okay. I think that it's the kind of film that's going to appeal to younger people. Very much so. Kids love zombies. They love vampires. They love horrible things that come out of the dark and eat people. So what we can say here is what you have said earlier. Will Smith holds this movie together. There's no question about it. I liked it better than you did because of the stunning cinematography and the concept of the film. There are scenes there that I swear to you will never be replicated in another movie in the future because it's been done. I don't like the zombie aspect of it. I think that that's what brings the movie down several notches and almost puts it in the B-movie category. But because of Will Smith, because of the cinematography, I like three-quarters of the movie. So I'm going to give this three-quarters of a green light, which is closer to a green light than it is a yellow light. But again, dog lovers, this is a movie that might not be your cup of kittles. So a three-quarters of a green light (laughs) from Anne. And for me, I loved the first part of it. I gave that a green light. The second part, I hated. I gave a red light. So you put red and green together, and on this show, you get yellow. (laughs) So green light from Anne and a yellow light from me for I Am Legend. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.